You've heard of BetaShares. You've probably seen the logo on our podcast. You might even be among their 1 million investors. So you can imagine that I'm delighted to say BetaShares is the official ETF partner of the Australian Finance Podcast. With nearly 100 exchange-traded funds, you can go to betashares.com.au and immerse yourself in ETFs and unique insights covering all of the sectors, themes, core and satellite positions you could want. Think cybersecurity through the Hack ETF, robotics and AI with the RBTZ ETF, and uranium with the URNM ETF. The list goes on. To explore the BetaShares ETF range, visit betashares.com.au, read the relevant PDS and TMD on the website, and consider if the fund is right for you. BetaShares Capital Limited is the issuer. Is there a Spotify wrapped for investing? If you want to invest in shares or ETFs, our friends at Perla are more than one step ahead of the curve. On average, people who use Perla invest $1,750 every month. That's what we want to see, proper dollar cost averaging. With automated investing tools making your life simple, Perla investors have well and truly mastered the art of investing small bits lots of times. So if you're ready to start growing your net worth in 2024, follow the link in your Spotify or Apple podcast player right now to discover how you can get started today. Hey there, here's a quick note. This podcast contains general financial advice only. That means it's not specific to you, your needs, goals, or objectives. So don't act on the information until you've spoken with your financial advisor. You'll find our full disclosure, disclaimer, and link to our financial services guide in the show notes. Hello, I'm Kate Campbell. And I'm Owen Rask. And you're listening to the Australian Finance Podcast. A podcast where we talk about money, finance, investing, and all that good stuff. We're helping you invest your time and money better one podcast episode at a time. Yes, so please subscribe if you like the series. And don't forget you can find us on social media. We're on all the platforms. Kate, where can people go? You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Rask Australia. That's R-A-S-K Australia. Mm -hmm. And I'm Owen Rask on Twitter or Owen Rask AU on Instagram. Beware the imitators. People like to copy us. Without further ado, let's jump in to today's episode. Kate Campbell, welcome to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast. It is wonderful to be back, Owen. Yes, it is. It's always wonderful. What are we talking about today? Today in this bonus episode, we're going to do a quick fire run through of five money mistakes that investors like us have made when getting started. So hopefully you can avoid making those as well. Yeah. So everyone makes mistakes, right? That's the big thing. Everyone has those days. And it's the number one thing that holds people back. Like you've said this in an email recently, that it's the number one thing that holds people back, which itself is a mistake. Yeah. So being... Fearful of making a mistake is a mistake. Yes, because one of the biggest makes mistakes you make is not actually starting. So in today's episode, we're going to run through a few of those mistakes, how to avoid making them. So we'll give you the confidence to take that first step on your investing journey. I like it. So this is a bonus episode. So we're going to be pretty punchy with this one. We've got five things Kate's identified, five mistakes that people make. And our hope is that even if you've made one of these Hopefully, you don't have to make it again. And secondly, if you haven't made these mistakes, you can avoid them by following the steps that we outlined. There'll be a tip to go with each one. So, Kate, what's number one? My very first mistake is investing without a plan. And Mm -hmm. what does a plan look like? Whether it's a document or you just write it down on a piece of paper, 
why are you investing? What are you investing in? And mm -hmm. what are the reasons you've chose that particular investment? And even how long you plan to invest in that? So then when things get a bit challenging and you're looking at your portfolio, maybe at the moment it's down 15 or 20% and you're going, did I make the right decision? Or did I just jump in without knowing what I'm doing? You can go back to your plan and go, okay, that's why I invested. I have a 10, I have a 20 year time horizon. Sometimes my investments won't do that well, and that's okay. That's part of the bigger picture. And you've got that plan up front. So if you've just started mm. investing and you don't have a plan, which most investors just jump in, which is fine, you can go back now and look through your portfolio and write down what's your overall plan for your investment portfolio? What's your time frame, And why have just a couple of words about why you picked each of those ETFs or shares in your portfolio? I think that's a great starting point. Really simple. Yeah. I think a lot of the people that are like, I wonder what lithium is going to do next year. Or, you know, uh, is Tesla a buy? The people that typically ask these questions right now are the ones that don't have a fully formulated plan. Because those are the questions you don't need to necessarily think about a lot of the time. The other one, the, the important ones are how much am I going to save and invest in ETFs every month? How much am I going to dollar cost average? Sure, you can ask those other things from time to time. But I think a lot of people, particularly newer investors since 2020, Kate, have been called out by not having any plan. And we're not saying go see a financial advisor, although that is good. What we are saying is even just write it down, like put it in a Google document, a notes app on your phone. Like, why are you investing? We talk about goals, all that sort of stuff. So great, great uh, step. Yeah. It doesn't need to be 20 pages. No. No. I'm the simplest plan can be just simply laid out in one A4 page, I reckon. Yep. Cool. Number two. All right. The second one is investing money that you can't afford to lose. And that is money that you need in the next few years. It might be your emergency fund, which you want in a high interest savings account that you're not investing or locking away because you want to be able to access that in a moment's notice if something goes wrong. Mm -hmm. If you're in wanting to buy a house in the next few years and you're saving up your house deposit, you don't want to be investing that either. Yep. So classic mistake. Because why? Because Share market's risky, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I did hear a terrible story uh, a couple of years ago where parents, and I brought this up on the show before, parents were advocating for their daughter to save their house deposit in Bitcoin. And we know how that's hap like what's happened. Mm -hmm. And so that's an example of the extreme. But people even think, well, I'll just put it in a Vanguard fund and it will earn 7% because that's the average. Yeah, no, it doesn't move in a straight line. So we just don't know. You could you could make 7, you could make 17, you could lose 30. Yeah. And know? sometimes what's better for you in that situation is to have your money in a high interest savings account for that short-term goal because yep. you want to be able to sleep at night. You don't want to be waking up at midnight every night in sweats going, my money's going down because I've invested in it, but I need it in the next few months. So when am I going to sell? What am I going to do? You don't want to go through that mm. experience. Like we've said um, numerous times, and I even heard Tash Invest say this the other day. She said uh, she treats investing like a bill that she pays every month. It's just like straight up, here's a, here's $1,000. It's my bill for the month. That's it. Simple. Into an ETF portfolio, away you go. Number three. Number three is investing in companies or ETFs you don't understand. And investing mm -hmm. does involve risk. So I really urge you to avoid amplifying that risk by investing in companies or products you don't understand. So how do we get to know ETFs or shares a bit better? 
If you haven't listened to our ETF mini-series, that's a really good place to go and start. We did that a few months ago to mm-hmm. understand the basics of ETF investing and how that all works and build a bit of that confidence there. Yeah. And there's also, uh, we're working on something on RASC education. Can we say that now as well? Yeah. With the uh, ETF course that will be kind of expanded upon on RASC education, if you haven't already enrolled... Uh, you can go and do that now and you'll get access to both of these courses, but that's our most popular course by far. So we're splitting it in two, one for absolute beginners and one for that next step of ETF investing. Go and check it out. Super helpful. Everything that we get in the podcast combined with the course, it's really good. Yeah. And you have a lot more confidence for long-term investing if you do understand the company or the ETF or whatever investment mm. you choose to make. And then if it goes up 50% or it goes down 50%, you have some idea of what's going on and you can make a more informed decision on that basis. I've heard really, you know, I've come around a long way on this idea, Kate, but I heard a really interesting idea. It's like a lot of people, what we're seeing now is they start with ETFs that they understand because they're like a basket. It's pretty straightforward. You get all the companies kind of thing. But then they pick just one share and they might only put $500 in it, which is the minimum. And they might just invest in that share and hold on to it for six months. And it's basically like I'm paying $500 to learn about this company. And then they go and learn and it's not overwhelming because it's just like you only get like one or two reports every year. So you just read one of them. Oh, this is what they do. Check out the website. Oh, cool. It's it's a really good way to learn in a safe environment. And you know what you, you own. Yeah. Simple as that. And you learn as you go. If you start off with 20 companies in your portfolio and that's your learning process, it's yeah. going to be very overwhelming because they're going to be so many different uh ASX announcements from the company, you're going to have different reports, you're going to have different letters coming in the post or hopefully the email if you sorted out your share registry saying, vote on this, look at this, there's a dividend for this, you'll have documents coming out of your ears. So if you're brand new to share investing, just start with one and use that to really explore the company, get familiar with different research tools and different things like the annual report before you jump in the deep end. And this leads us into number four, because we are definitely not saying to do this, Kate. Yes. Mistake number four is investing all of your money in one thing. And this is often where investors come unstuck. And if you've read some of Scott Pape's newsletters in the last few years that he emails out, he often has people write in because they put all of their money into one single company or one single fund manager or something like that, and something goes wrong and they lose everything. Yeah. So even though we said learn about one company, we're not saying put all of your money in it. We're saying still have your ETFs, which are diversified. But you know, you can start by learning about one company. Whereas some people approach it the other way, Kate. They go, I'm this investing thing's cool. I'm gonna put all of my money in a lithium stock or a cannabis stock or Bitcoin. And then they get hurt, unfortunately, and then they go the other way. They're like, okay. Either I'm not going to invest for the rest of my life or I'm just going to put it in an index fund. Yeah. (laughs) And you also have to be careful here with ETFs as well because there are some ETFs that will just invest in US tech stocks. And if you had 100% of your money in just a US tech stock ETF, you would be feeling quite a lot of pain at the moment in your portfolio. So I would say that's just because it's diversified within tech stocks, that's not a diversified portfolio overall because you're missing out on a lot of other different industries and countries. Yeah. And uh, this this happens a lot, right? Like this, a lot of people um, go for the marketing of the thematic ETFs, those more like sector specific ones. Uh, we've always kind of held the view that, or at least I've always held the view that they're good, but you don't, they're not the core of your portfolio. You've got the diversified ETFs for that. 
Um, so yeah, good, but just be careful about going all in. If even people go all in on property, it's the same thing. Diversify people. It's a free lunch. Yes. It's the only one. Yeah. Number five, Kate. <laughs> All right. The fifth and final mistake we've got for you today is investing without keeping records and doing the work. And this is definitely a mistake that I made starting mm. out. I still make and it. And I continue to make. I mean, I found some snails eating letters I had from the share registry in my post box the other day. Oh, really? Yes. Well, I- you just didn't tick the email preference box or something? Because it's a continuous process. It's not like you go into the registry and tick everything once and then Mm. you never get a letter in the post again. Every time you invest in something new, you have to go back into the share registry in most occasions and do those preferences again. Yeah. And so being someone busy, I don't always put the time aside. I try to put it in my calendar, but it sometimes doesn't happen. And so I end up with letters in my post box. This is another reason why keeping investing simple is very smart. Because for every share that you buy, there's going to be an ASX announcement and it's going to be like a thousand web articles telling you how bad it is. Uh, But then there's also going to be dividend reinvestment plans, AGM, uh, you know, all the different corporate. That was a capital raising. I've got to do something about that. And all of these things, dividend check. Okay. (laughs) The less you have, the better it is. Like it's your life will be so much easier. So again, we, we have some simple steps here. But one of the things that you can do is you can separate like your ETFs that you know you want to te- put the tax file number in, you want to check if you're doing a DRP, a dividend reinvestment plan, you want to do all that stuff, you know that's taken care of. And then if you've got your other stuff on the side that's a bit more wild and a bit more like, you know, yeah. see how we go kind of thing, that's okay. You can do that. Just do it off to the side where it's not messing up the rest of your core money that you've got set aside. Absolutely. So you want to keep track of when you buy things, the income you get for tax purposes. Uh, mm-hmm. You can use, like I use ShareSite. Um, you could use a Google Sheet. There's a few other tools if you have a hunt around that you could use there. Um, and also just always going into computer share and link market services. Or if it's something else, there might be another registry involved, but updating all your details, your tax file number, your bank account details, mm. your contact details, tell them to contact you via email and not send you any mail so you don't uh, stuff up your letterbox. Yeah, well, I got, I opened an account for the company to do investing, as you know, and I forgot to do this. And all the mail started rocking up here at the office. So every day the office manager here, <laughs> Margaret, like, what are you up bless to, her Owen? soul, she's just getting like five letters for the RASH group and bringing them down to my desk. I'm like, just stacking them up. I've got to do something about this. So I've got to figure it out myself. Just in, in case you're new here, the share registry is the company that sits between your broker and the company or ETF that you've invested in. So they manage all the admin. So we said computer share, link market services, boardroom. There's a few different companies and they just manage all of your admin um, because of all the things that you buy in your broker. You don't select them. They just send you the mail. So you got yeah. to figure it out. Because <laughs> um, a few people have awkward. asked, can you just have everything under computer share or link market services? And unfortunately, not usually. You, yeah. you just get what you're given yeah, from that company. A, a good example would be, say, BHP. BHP is a global company. And until recently, you, had a sh- you could buy BHP shares in America. You could buy BHP shares in London. You could buy BHP shares in Australia. So BHP would have had to have selected a company that could manage admin for everyone around the world. Now, some of those registries only that we know only operate in Australia. So they would have to select a share registry that operates in Australia as well. And so that's where you don't get to choose because BHP could have shareholders all around the world. And so you just have to get with, go with whoever BHP says. And they're all the same. They're all clunky. They're all hard to use. But the key things, as you said, are tax file number, email preferences, and if you want to do a dividend reinvestment plan, those are the key things. 
Yeah. Bank details too. You want to get Bank those dividends. Details. You want yes. to get those dividends. Um, so that's about it, Kate. Yeah. There are our five mistakes. So the first one, investing without a plan. Mm-hmm. Just write something simple down. So Anything. You know Why what... are you investing? What are you yes. investing in? Yeah. Uh, the second one is investing money you can't afford to lose. We don't want to be investing our house deposit, our emergency fund, any money we've got for short-term savings goals. That or... includes credit card. Like don't, if you get a credit card, get rid of that first. Yeah. And don't invest with the credit card. Yeah. That's... We've heard that kind of happening. It's scary. Yeah. Uh, the third mistake is investing in companies or ETFs you don't understand. Now, you don't need to know everything about how mm-hmm. the ETF works or how the company works to invest in it, but understand the basic structure, um, how it operates, what's inside it, what's it doing. So do a little bit of research. You can look at our ETF investing mini series. We did a shares month on the Australian Finance Podcast, I think May this year, and we've got a share investing checklist for free. So there's plenty of resources so there. We've got our free courses. Go and check them out. Yep. Uh, the fourth mistake is investing all your money in one thing. So we really urge you to think about diversification, whether you're investing in companies or ETFs or any other types of investments. Don't put all your money in one single thing. A recurring theme this week has been, how do I check what's inside my ETF? Go to the ETF provider's website. Yeah, they're super transparent. You can see a list of everything in there and see if it fits your goals or not. Yep. Number five. Number five is investing without keeping records and doing the work. So make sure you're on top of your share registries, that's Link Market Services, Computer Share Boardroom, and make sure you're keeping track of the investments you make using tools like ShareSide or even Google Sheets. Yep, I like it. So there's five things, five mistakes. If you can avoid them, um, I, I once had, had it put to me from a great investor I know, and he said, I'm pretty convinced that good investing is about not making mistakes. It's not about making money, it's about not making mistakes. And I think if you follow through of these five things and you think, Okay, yeah, Kate, no one, they might be a little bit boring. You know, I wanted to spice it up a bit. But if you follow these, you'll save money and you'll be wealthier. So if you want to learn more, if you have any mistakes that you want to share, one of the most popular things that happens uh, in most investing forums is people sharing what went wrong. Jump into the Rascore community. That's our membership, $9.99 a month. Cancel anytime. Go and check it out. There'll be a link in the show notes. Uh, Kate, punchy episode, bonus episode. Good. If you like the shorter format, let us know. As always, thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening, everyone, and take some time this week to think about your investing mistakes. I like it. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast, where our mission is to improve the financial futures of all Australians. If you'd like to learn more, create a free account at rusk.com.au forward slash account to download free episode workbooks, bonus resources, and take our amazing free personal finance courses. You can also join our online community by following the link in the description. If you enjoyed the show, what we'd love is for you to leave us a snappy review on iTunes. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Rask Australia. Kate and I are also on both of those channels. Finally, if you have any feedback, suggestions for episodes or guests to come on the show, or you just have a question for us, shoot us an email at podcast at rask.com.au. Are you thinking about starting your wealth creating journey, but not sure where to put your hard earned dollars? InvestSmart can help. InvestSmart offers a free quiz that makes it easy to find the right InvestSmart ETF portfolio to help you reach your goals. Just visit investsmart.com.au and hit get started. Answer a few simple questions about your goals and how much you want to invest and you'll get a tailored statement of advice with a portfolio recommendation. 
you can visit investsmart.com.au for a no-obligations, free statement of advice. This ad is brought to you by InvestSmart Advice, AFSL 334107. For more than a decade, I've been hunting for the best investors and their methods, strategies, and tools for investing. After years in the industry, countless books, a few degrees, and 1,000 podcasts and live shows, I've rolled this accumulated knowledge into something called Rask Invest. If you've ever heard me talk about a core and a satellite, active and passive, true long-term compounding, or you simply want to know exactly how I would invest, now is your chance. Rask Invest is our new investment service, designed for all types of investors who want professional management of their core portfolio at a low cost from a team they trust. Rask Invest helps you automate your wealth creation and passive income. Simply click the link that says Invest with Owen in your podcast player to join one of our live platform walkthroughs or book a call with us. You can also view the Rask Invest PDS and TMD and get invested with me.